This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Lots of news and new cars coming out of China today. And we start off with some history. Ford is doing something it's never done before. It's going to build vehicles in China and ship them to the U.S. We can say with certainty that includes the all-new Lincoln Nautilus, and we can say with confidence it will probably also include the new Ford Edge L. We'd like to thank Lincoln for giving us the chance to join it at a local event in Detroit the other day, which is where we learned the Nautilus is moving from Ford's CD4 platform for midsize vehicles to its more versatile C2 platform. The Kuga, Bronco Sport, Maverick, and the new Lincoln Corsair all use this platform. Lincoln also revealed that it will start making the Nautilus in China and shipping it to the U.S. Currently, the Nautilus and Ford Edge are made at the same plant, and we think that's going to continue. The all-new Nautilus is powered by two two 2.0-liter turbo engines. One is a gas setup and the other is a hybrid. And this chart for the new Edge L, which is also moving to the C2 platform, appears to show the same hybrid setup. So it looks like it's also going to be built in China. And it would make a lot of sense to us from a volume standpoint to ship it to the U.S. as well. Now, before we get into the actual details of the all-new Nautilus, we have one more quick Ford China announcement. It says it's also going to manufacture the all-new Ranger pickup in the country. It's kind of surprising, but Chinese consumers are warming up to trucks now that many city bans have been lifted. Okay, let's move back to the new Nautilus. The real attention grabber for us is the interior. You first notice those Lincoln beautiful looking multi-way adjustable seats as you walk up to the vehicle. But opening the door, you're pulled right to the giant display screen on the upper part of the dash, which welcomes you with an animation that flows out into the doors. The previously mentioned platform switch also means a new electronic architecture that among other things facilitates more expansive OTA updates and hands-free driving. But it's dropping the name Active Glide from its hands-free driving system and will now use Lincoln Blue Cruise going forward. It says this creates less confusion within the company. The exterior of the Nautilus uses lighting as its main forms of expression. The elements on the front and rear are the real focal points, but it also wears Lincoln's new signature grille, and as a neat little touch, it features door handles similar to the Continental. They're positioned just below the windows, which cleans up the side of the car. And we'll wrap this up with those engines we talked about before. The two liter turbo gas engine makes 250 horsepower, 275 pound-feet of torque, and is mated to an eight-speed automatic transmission. The hybrid features a CVT with an electric motor mounted between it and the engine. That setup provides 300 horsepower and 310 pound-feet of torque. Lincoln says orders are open now and deliveries start early next year. 
We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Buick revealed its first model for the U.S. to adopt its new design language inspired by the Wildcat concept. It's the Invista. You may remember we first showed you this in August of last year when it debuted on the Chinese market. But the U.S. version of the small crossover is powered by a 1.2-liter turbocharged inline three-cylinder engine that's paired with a six-speed automatic. It produces 136 horsepower and 162 pound-feet of torque. Fuel economy is estimated at 30 mpg combined. Pricing for the Invista starts at $23,500. Production kicks off next month and it goes on sale in the U.S. this summer. Nissan took the wraps off an electric SUV concept that was designed in China for Chinese consumers. Called the Horizon, it's built on the company's CMF EV platform, the same as the Aria. The concept's highlights include a low center of gravity and a pillarless open-air cabin. Nissan didn't share any of its powertrain specs, but some other features include a virtual personal assistant called a Poro, an auto-dimming glass roof, and an interactive lighting system that recognizes people and automatically adapts to their preferences. Polestar introduced the Polestar 4, which it describes as an SUV coupe. The model is positioned between the Polestar 2 and 3 in terms of both size and price. It's available in single and dual motor setups, and both are equipped with a 102 kilowatt hour battery pack. The rear drive version features a 200-kilowatt or 272-horsepower motor and has an estimated 600 kilometers or 373 miles of range. That's based on the WLTP cycle. The dual-motor model has 400 kilowatts or 544 horsepower and a range of 560 kilometers or 348 miles. The Polestar 4 launches first in China at the end of the year and it will be available in the U.S. and Europe early next year with a starting price of $60,000. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. Porsche unveiled the all-new Cayenne. It comes standard with a 3-liter turbocharged 6-cylinder engine. That engine is also used for the plug-in hybrid version. A new twin-turbo V8 is now available which replaces the V6 in the Cayenne S, which actually replaced a V8 before it. 
The new engine produces 468 horsepower and 442 pound-feet of torque and moves from 0 to 60 in 4.4 seconds. The Cayenne Turbo GT also features that engine, but its power is boosted to 650 horsepower. It moves from 0 to 60 in just 3.1 seconds and has a top speed of 189 miles an hour. The new Cayenne starts just under $81,000 in the U.S., while the Turbo GT model is just a shade under $200,000. Customers can order the SUV now, and deliveries in the U.S. will begin this summer. Honda unveiled several new EV prototypes for the Chinese market. These are the second and third models to come in its EN series, which we've reported on previously, and it's the name it's giving to its EV model lineup in China. The ENS2 and ENP2 prototypes build on the current two EN models on the market. While exact details are slim, they feature new styling, updated driving dynamics, and improved vehicle intelligence. The other vehicle that it showed is a concept called the EN SUV. Interestingly, it has a Chinese character after its name that means prologue, which as you probably know, is the same name as the EV that Honda is developing with GM. But the EN SUV will be the first built on a new architecture developed exclusively for Honda's EV lineup in China. Toyota's electrification efforts are ramping up, which is highlighted by the two newest additions coming to its BZ family of EVs. The BZ Sport Crossover and BZ Flex Space concepts likely strongly hint at two new models joining the lineup first in China of next year. Their styling falls in line with the current BZ4X, although we wouldn't be surprised to see some smaller wheels and some actual protruding door handles. The interiors, however, seem to be going through a bit of a design evolution. They're more minimalistic, the driver's instrument cluster isn't as anchored to the dash, and the center display sits higher, although both screens have a curling at the bottom like the BZ4X. The production versions are two out of ten new EVs that Toyota plans to release by 2026. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for joining us. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.